0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Christy Dole. So if you've noticed, the podcast has been on hiatus just the last uh, two weeks. I was on vacation and just catching up, and sometimes a break is always a good thing. So I wanted to come back in here super hot with a juicy, juicy episode filled with content that you can start applying to your life right now now. I'm basically going to take you through what I do with my clients and one aspect of the work that we do together. So the, I titled this, The Voices in Your Head. <laughs> now, let's not get too crazy here, right? Um, we all have these voices in our head and and really it manifests for people in different ways. Um, if you are somebody who is more of like a feeling person, you might feel Things in your body that sort of make you feel bad. Um, If you're more um, auditory, you're going to hear the voice um, telling you, don't do that, don't do this. If you're more of a visual person, you might sort of see pictures of yourself in your mind trying to do things that you want and it going horribly So this really is experienced by people in in all different ways, just really depending on how you experience life. But today's topic is really about the voices in our head. Um, And we all have them. And they're the voices that sometimes have been there for so long, they've gone, they've gone left unchecked for so long that you think it's you, right? And so what I want to talk about today is what my clients come to me. My clients come to me whether in one-to-one or a group setting, really wanting to pursue something in their life, but they feel stuck or they feel like they can't get out of their own way. And 10 out of 10 times when we kind of, you know, talk and dial down to what the issue is, it 10 out of 10 times it comes from these voices in our heads. Now, let me help under, let me help you guys explain sort of how the brain works. And then we're really going to break down these voices so that you guys understand um, kind of the science, the psychology behind this. And that way you can leave this podcast and actually have some power back in your life. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. Okay. The clients that I work with, like I said, they want to create something, do something more often than not. It's an MLM business. It's a network marketing business. They know they can do it. They see others around them doing it. They've either tried and it didn't work out or they're not even at the starting line because they just have a hard time getting there. So what's happening is their conscious mind is fighting with their subconscious mind. I've done a lot of podcasts on this, but I think this information is so important, so I'm just going to repeat it again. Here's how the brain works, guys. We have two parts of our brain, the conscious brain and the subconscious brain. Um, Other terms might be unconscious brain. It's the same thing, okay? The conscious brain is the part of your brain that's listening to my words right now. It's the part of your brain that's listening to the words, that's you know making sense of it, it's the part of your brain that's like looking at your phone right now or whatever device you're on. That's your conscious brain. Now, your conscious brain is responsible for 5% of your thoughts a day. Okay. So then we have the subconscious brain. The subconscious brain is responsible for 95% of your thoughts. The subconscious brain is also responsible for keeping your brain, uh, keeping you alive okay it keeps your heart beating it keeps your lungs you know breathing it keeps your food digesting it's the part of your brain that's telling your thyroid and all the things to release hormones and and do all that stuff right because if you think about it we're not actively doing that in our body so it's the subconscious brain that does that okay so the subconscious brain i think gets a lot of bad a bad reputation because of how it it holds us back, but I want you guys to understand that every single part of you is designed to keep you safe, to keep you alive, to keep you thriving. And that includes your subconscious brain. Now, here's the part of your subconscious brain that needs a little bit of reworking. Okay. So from the ages of zero to seven, you were a complete walking subconscious brain. You didn't have that conscious part of your brain yet. So your you literally took in every piece of information in your environment and your subconscious brain stored it. And it stored it as like, yeah, this is how life is, right? So I'm sure everybody here had a great childhood. However, the 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 things that happened on the news, the things that happened in your town, in your state, in your country, um You know, if there was magazines around, like your subconscious brain picked up on all of that. And then if you had any sort of caregiver that had their own limitations of life, that was passed down to you. It was. And so during the ages of zero to seven, your subconscious brain is taking in all this information, all this information, all this information. Then what happens around seven, eight years old is the reticular activating system which is not like this airy fairy concept, it's an actual part of your brain, it's, it's an actual piece of your brain. Um, the reticular activating system is kind of like the, um, think of it as like the bodyguard at your, um, at a club. <laughs> You know, the bodyguard that's making sure, you know, they're letting this person in, they're they're kicking that person out, they're letting this person in, they're telling this person to wait in line, right? That's kind of like your reticular activating system. It deletes, distorts, and generalizes all the information that your conscious brain takes in. So that by the age of seven or eight, now this conscious brain has turned on, right? And if you guys have kids, you've probably noticed around seven or eight, your, your kids start to have a more, I don't want to say more of an opinion, but they just start to see the world differently, right? They start to have their own uh, thought process. It, things are shifting. And, and I mean, your brain is constantly changing until I think 15, 16 years old. And then the brain continues to change. Of course, we've learned that the brain is neuroplastic. So you can actually rewire and change your brain but that, that's a different conversation. So the reticular activating system is now the part of your brain that as an adult, when you see something, when you want something, when your conscious brain is, is focused on something, that information goes through your conscious brain. And because your conscious brain can only really you know handle so much information per second, It must go through the reticular activating system, deletes, distorts, and generalizes information so that your subconscious brain can now hold that information. So in other words, Your reticular activating system is the part of your brain that basically looks at something and says, ooh, that's good, or ooh, that's bad, or yeah, let's try that, or no, that's not for us, right? Because it deletes, distorts, and generalizes. For instance, let's imagine that you were bit by a dog when you were four years old right? That of course, traumatizing all the things that information is stored in your subconscious brain. And more than likely you have a filter now in your reticular activating system that anytime you see a dog, you, your body goes into fight or flight. Your nervous system actually goes into fight or flight, right? So that's, what's really important about the brain is understanding that your filters for how you see life today were formed when you were the between the ages of zero to seven. More than likely, you don't even probably remember what happened be- before you were four or five, right? So you have no idea what those filters are, right? But here's the thing, guys. You know what you can know what your subconscious brain is thinking and what the what the um what's the word i'm looking for what the main patterns are within your brain based on the reality that you're living today the reality that you live is simply an expression of the dominant thoughts within your subconscious brain so like i'll use me for an example right the dominant thoughts in my subconscious brain must be that i am worthy of love because i have a very loving husband who I trust, who I never worry about cheating, who like, I don't worry about leaving me. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a legit reality for me. So I must have a filter that tells me that I'm worthy of this, that this is just how it gets to be, that this is just what reality is. Right. Um, Another filter might be, um, you know, I, I must have a filter in my brain that tells me that friendships come and go because that's my reality. I have a reality where friendships come and go. So, you know, it's 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 really powerful to know this, but it's also very confronting. So if there's a part of your reality that you're like, I do not like this, <laughs> here's the thing. You can shift it by sh- changing those filters in your reticular activating system. So how do we do that? Well, that is really the work that I do with my clients. But let me give you one piece of that puzzle. So when I work with clients, they tend to come in and, you know, I'll just use a very broad example. They want to work their, you know, they want to grow their multi-level marketing business. They want to be a leader. They want to have fun with it. Um, But anytime they sit down to do that work, immediately, their body feels anxious immediately. They have tightening in the chest immediately. It's like their stomach starts like gurgling and just, you know, you guys know that feeling, that feeling of like nervousness, anxiousness, not, you know, food, not sitting well, whatever the case may be. So what that tells me, okay, here's another little gem for you guys is that your body is a robot. Your body is a robot and your body takes commands from the mind. So your body will never react to something unless the mind told it to. Okay. And I'm going to give you guys a nice example right now. Now I can't see you, but I'm going to assume you are like 100% of the population that when I do this exercise, they all have the same reaction. So I want all of you guys right now to close your eyes. Take a nice deep breath in, and I want you to imagine that you're sitting in your favorite place in your house your favorite, comfy little area in your house. Okay, I just want you to imagine that you're sitting there and you know you're looking around, and you take a nice deep breath in, and you smell that familiar smell that your house has, and you look around and you see all the all the all the the personal touches that make your house you. Now I want you to get up and uh, in your mind, okay, so stay seated and with your eyes closed, but in your mind, I want you to get up and I want you to imagine that you're walking to the kitchen. And I want you to walk into the kitchen and I want you to stand in front of your fridge and I want you to reach out and I want you to grab that cold handle of your fridge and I want you to open it. Right? The fridge makes that kind of sound as it opens. And so that cold air kind of comes rushing out at you. And I want you to see right there on that second shelf is a lemon, a nice yellow ripe lemon. So I want you to reach your hand out and grab that lemon. And I want you to notice how the rind feels on your hand that bumpy, smooth, texture of the lemon. And then I want you to head over to your counter and you'll find that there is a cutting board with a knife. And so I want you to put the lemon down. I want you to grab the knife. I want you to hold the lemon with your opposite hand. And on the count of three, you're going to slice through that lemon. One, two, three. Nice. Nice. Now in your mind, I want you to grab one half of that lemon, bring it up to your nose, and give it a nice smell. Mm, You can smell that citrus. Now I want you to stick your tongue out and maybe just lick that lemony flesh. And on the count of three, I want you to take a big bite. Ready? One, two, three. All right, guys. Now open your eyes. Now, again, I can't see you, but answer this honestly. Is there more saliva in your mouth now than when you started? And 99% of you are going to say yes. And if there's one person out there who's like, nope, then did you notice that your face puckered? Maybe you laughed. Maybe it made a little bit of an expression when I told you to bite into that lemon. Right, a hundred percent of people have this reaction, and the reason why is we all know that a lemon tastes sour. We all know that a lemon, um, that that sourness kind of creates more saliva in our mouth, and your body responded to that because your mind was visualizing it. Right, there was no lemon, so that's an example for you guys to understand that your body always responds to the mind. Okay, that being said when i have clients and they want to grow their business and they tell me oh but you know the moment that i go to sit down or do my messages or if somebody actually writes me back i get this crazy you know anxious wound up feeling in my ch- chest and belly the question i ask is well what are you thinking what are the thoughts that you're having now, a lot of clients, and, and I love working with these types of people, is they're, they're, they don't see the connection yet. They don't understand that there were thoughts first that made them feel that way in their body. So that's kind of the beauty of working with a coach is that you're guided through really uncovering that. But once we get to that point where a client can then see, oh, yes, I'm having these thoughts that say, this is embarrassing why are you doing this? This is beneath you. People are going to make fun of you for doing this. You know, I had, um, I've had i had many clients who have or had like a corporate career. And when they go to do network marketing, oh man, do they have a lot of judgment on themselves about that, right? So this is how we start to identify those voices in our head, is we have to ask ourselves, I and just using the example of growing a network marketing business in order to grow a network marketing business it requires that you show up that you send messages that you do reach outs that you show up on social you know you're you're building your own brand granted you have products that are there for you to help you leverage but granted that's um sorry guys <laughs> I got distracted for a second granted that is um you're really selling you you know p- most people can buy products anywhere right but why do they want to buy it from you so there's a really big piece of yourself that you need to bring to the table for that that being said once you can start to identify these thoughts and a lot of times it's going to start off with i'm embarrassing i'm stupid i can't do this people are going to make fun of me right When you identify the voice in your head and it sounds like you're talking to yourself, the first thing that you want to do is separate that. So turn the voice into a third person. Okay. So if you have this voice in your head that's like, this is stupid. This isn't going to work. This is embarrassing. Why are you doing this? What you want to do is shift it so that it's a third person saying that. Okay. So instead of like, I feel so stupid. I feel so embarrassed, you want to change it to, You look stupid. You look embarrassing, right? Because you want to make, you want to turn it from you saying it about yourself to this other voice saying it to yourself. Now, stick with me, guys. The reason why we do this is because your subconscious mind formed these little characters that I like to call your inner critic. In the coaching world, they call them gremlins or um, inner critics. Um, I think there's like other words for them, but I like the word inner critic because that's what it is. It's, it's, it's It's someone within you that's criticizing you, but it's not you. You're not the one that's doing that. It's just a piece of your ego, basically. It's a piece of your subconscious mind. So that's step one is separate it. Make sure that you know that you're not saying to yourself, I'm stupid, I'm worthless, I'm not good enough, and change it to you're stupid, you're not good enough, you're worthless, okay? Now once you've done that, you can then move to step two, and step two is to give this voice an identity. So what I do with my clients is I have them close their eyes and I have them bring the voice up. Right, I have them nice and loud and clear in their ear, telling them, "You're dumb. You're. This is never going to work. Why are you? Why are you even doing this? You don't want to feel embarrassed." And then I ask them to give it a shape or a form. You know, if this voice looked like something, what do, what does it look like? And immediately, everybody that I've ever worked with immediately their subconscious comes up with something. And guys, this there's no rules here. The only rule is that you don't want it to be named after or look like someone you actually know in your real life, because then that gets very confusing. <laughs> so the that's the only rule. So I've had I've had clients that their inner critic, and by the way, we have many inner critics. There's not just one, right? Like personally, I have an inner critic that really tries to deter me from like leveling up in business. I also have an inner critic around friendships. I have an inner critic around my looks. I have an inner critic around my parenting, right? All all so just know that there's many. Um, but when you're doing this exercise for yourself, there's no rules with what it looks like other than you don't want it to look like your dad or your mom or something, right? So I've had clients that it looks like a pyramid, a cloud um a fog or a mist um i know my inner critics um they look like the silhouette of like three or four girls just standing um just standing there talking about me so allow your imagination to come up with what it comes up with you know give it a color give it a texture give it a um give it a color give it a texture you know just really really fill it out with your senses. What does it look like? What does it sound like? Does it smell like anything? Does it have a temperature? Okay? And then the next thing you want to do is ask it what what its name is. Right? What what's its name? So again, these the 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 words are hilarious that my clients come up with, but there's everything from like Bob the Blob to Pyramid to, I know my, the ones that I told you that are like a silhouette of three or four girls, I call them the mean girls. Um, you know, I think yesterday I had a client call her um, inner critic Irwin. and I was like, Do you know an Irwin? She's like, No. <laughs> I said, Perfect. So now that you've done this, guys, you actually have, you have identified one of these inner critics. Okay. So now what do you do with this? You start to become aware of when this inner critic pops around. You start to become aware of when this inner critic starts to chirp in your ear. So if you've named your inner critic the mean girls, and the mean girls are always telling you, you're you know, you're know, not good enough, this isn't going to work for you, why even bother, you should go back to corporate, you're never going to amount to anything, people are making fun of you, right? That's what my inner critic, that's what the mean girls in my head say. Um, They used to say that. They've definitely calmed down since I've done this work. But when you do that, now that is so powerful because now when you're in that moment, you're no longer feeling like you're beating yourself up. You no longer feel like you're the one that's in your way. No, no, no. Now it's this aspect of your ego. It's this aspect of your reticular activating system that was developed between the ages of zero to seven. That's the part that's trying to deter you. The part of you that wants to grow your business, the part of you that wants to have these big desires, the part of you that felt the courage and the power and the sovereignty, when you hit enroll on your business the day that you enrolled in your business, that, my friends, is your higher self. That, my friends, is your higher self. And your higher self and you human you, right? Just so you guys know I this is the way I describe it. I think there's three versions of you at every moment. There's your higher self. Your higher self knows that you are here. To fulfill your destiny, to fulfill all your desires. Your higher self knows exactly how to get you there in the path of least resistance. Your higher self is always nudging you towards the next right step. Okay. Your higher self is not making you feel fearful, is not making you feel bad, is not making you feel scared. Okay. Your higher self if she were trying to warn you about something she would do it in a very calm non anxious you know worried crazy kind of way she wouldn't do that okay you're then that's that's the first version of you then there's the second version of you that's your ego now your ego gets a bad rap it does but your ego is just here to keep you safe your ego is an aspect of your subconscious brain it's, it's number one function is to keep you alive, to keep your all of your limbs intact, to keep your body working correctly. And the ego is grounded in fear, grounded in stories. Like your ego is the biggest storyteller. So your ego is the one that's always making you feel bad, is the one that's always telling you don't do that, you, you know, you're going to look bad, like your inner critics are all aspects of your ego right they're one and the same and then so that's the second version of yourself and then the third version of yourself is your human self it's literally the the skin the the flesh the meat the bones it's it's the the blood it, it's the physical part of you now at any moment your human self is listening to your ego, or it's listening to your higher self. And what I have found is that most women today are just being driven by their ego. Their inner critics have taken over and women are living this life of no purpose, no happiness, no joy, no fun, no pleasure. They've completely forgotten how to trust themselves. They've completely forgotten about the divinity that lies within them. And so my goal, my passion, my mission is to help women remember who they are, is to introduce them to their higher self if they've never really made that contact and to understand how to listen to their higher self, how to listen for their ego, how to communicate with their ego and tell their ego, hey, ego, I know you're just trying to keep me safe. I know that you're here to make sure I don't look bad. But I, myself and my higher self, we have a plan. We know where we're going. We're moving towards our desires and our dreams, and you need to sit down and relax. You just need to settle down, ego. That's how I talk to my ego. I would highly recommend you not yell at your ego, tell it to fuck off, because that's a part of you, and you don't want to hate or or despise or not want a part of you to be a part of you, right? We just need to learn how to have the ego work with us. Because again, the ego just wants to keep us safe. So once we've learned how to identify these inner critics, give them a shape, give them a form, give them a physical appearance, give them a name. Now we can identify and notice and be aware when it's chirping in our ear so that when it is we can say oh you know what i'm not really i'm not really scared it's just my inner critic that's scared right now okay and then i teach my clients tools about what to do in those moments right you you must do something to disrupt the pattern and this my friends is how you change this my friends is how you quite literally shift and change your life this work along with so many other tools and practices, and you know, medicine that I really offer in my healing, in my um, in my work, is happening inside of the Hustle to Flow Group Coaching Program. This is a program. The doors are open for another week and two days. So I'm gonna link it here in the show notes, but you can click the link in my bio on Instagram. And learn all about the Hustle to Flow group coaching program. It's for women inside of network marketing who want to level up in their business, who want to create income and rank and influence and power in their own life, and they're doing it by way of inner work. You know, heal your way to bigger paychecks is what we're talking about here. And not only will you make bigger paychecks, but your life will change from the inside out. Your relationships will change the way you relate to yourself, to your family, to your friends, to your kids, all of that will change. And the truth is is if you're listening to this and you're intrigued by the words that I'm saying, you were chosen. You were chosen by the people that came before you to be the one to stop the pattern, right? Your reticular activating system is from zero to seven and your parents most likely raised you and who raised them, their parents, and who raised them, their parents, and so on and so on. So if this intrigues you, if this is calling to you, take the next step, enroll in the program. It's magic what happens when you decide that it is time for you to truly live your best life, to heal within, to break the patterns to learn your power, and to step into it fully. Guys, if you love this program, take a snapshot, post it on your social, and tag me. We are looking to 100x this community in the next 12 months. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.